Welcome to our podcast, Inside SAP S4HANA. There's no customer success without product success and project success. What exactly makes an SAP S4HANA cloud project successful? What are the key success factors? Are there some trade-offs, risks, and eventually cons? This was and always will be the motivation for us in S4HANA product success and the reason why we want to continue to offer this podcast. This is already episode 25, and I've been very pleased to speak with many, many experts around the planet. And today we have someone who's been on the journey since 2016 and has a lot to share with us. Esther Vries, our regional lead for SAP America's Cloud Customer Care on the Product Success Organization, is with us. And it's a pleasure for me to have you, even if it's only virtually, and I guess we're both in the home office, to um, share what you have gathered and as experienced since 2016. Hello, Esther. Hi, Yannick. Thank you so much for having me. Very exciting. First question as always, and I warned you, tell me two things that I don't know about you. Well, I've thought, um, if you think about, I'm living in Canada, so you already mentioned I'm working for the Americas, um, but everything on the other side of the ocean is always looked as as the Americas. I actually live in Canada, um, but I still have my Dutch passport. So I'm an originally Dutchie uh, who moved 11 years ago to Canada to uh, to live there and work there with SAP Canada. So that is something many don't know. Um, and with that, uh, German, for example, is not really a secret language for me. And, and some uh, are surprised about that. So that is definitely something uh, most people don't know about me. Um, the other thing is that I, I moved here for the space and the people, uh, and one of those things has resulted in the fact that I live rural uh, in a big log house, very Canadian, and I have seven acres. And on those seven acres, I um, do some gardening, but I also have two goats, uh, two dogs, and four chickens. So it's a little hobby farm, if you may call it like that. Very good. You have an interesting extended family. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah, almost jealous. <laughs> Very good. So Esther, you've been involved with several end-to-end -end, um, S1 iCloud implementations since 2016, as I said, and you had, I think, two decades working with the on-premise ACP products, as I did at the beginning. Correct. Is there anything you like in particular about ACP S4 HANA Cloud? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, one of the things I... Um, I was very impressed about is the opportunity to uh, start small, grow big, so to say. So you can um, compare to what we do in the on-premise market where we normally use the big bang approach is start smaller, um, smaller content, smaller functionalities, which will help customers uh, who often complain that SAP projects always take so much time and therefore also a lot of money and you can now face it. And, and that's some of the things I wish uh, some of our customers would have had access to like 20 years ago, that they didn't have the choice because it was a full uh, blown implementation. They had to go with everything um, at the same time. So that is something which I really see as a, as a big benefit for our customers, like a direct benefit for our customers. This sounds interesting, but our, our customers run 75% of this planet's transactions. So would that be suitable for every customer in every industry's organization? I, you know, here is, here is the answer, I guess. It depends. But I would say each customer should definitely look at it and consider it um, because there's different ways how they can face it. 
like you can face uh, functionality, but you can also face within your organization uh, part of your processes. So we, we, we do have a very clear recommendation for us for HANA Cloud um, implementations. And we do always say, look at face rollouts. Um, you can book quick successes. So it's not just for uh, splitting it up, but you can also gain more support within your own organization. So you have less impact on your organization, on your people who normally also have their regular day-to-day -day business ongoing while they're in a project. And, you know, yes, it, it does always sound like a great plan, um, but it also comes with, with some restrictions and, and uh, consequences a customer will have to think about. But I, I always say it's absolutely worth to consider. If you don't consider it, you, you don't know what you could have uh, leveraged in, um, in, in facing your, your project out, so to say. So when you say consequences, what should the customer think of exactly after? Well, I would like to use an, um, a real-life example. We, we recently had an American multinational consumer products company. Um, they consider themselves as a very innovative, growing company. Um, they're reimagining a healthier future for people, pets, and planets. And they were an existing SAP customer already. They ran several SAP solutions, um, not just on-premise, actually, but also already the cloud solutions like SuccessFactors or Reba, Cloud for Customer, actually. And back in 2018, they did their first implementation. The, the focus of this implementation was a company they recently acquired. Based on their um, discovery and, and, and um, the pre-sales process, they came across um, the conclusion that S4HANA Cloud, our multi-tenant solution, was a good fit. And they went live April 2019 um, with their first organization. As said, they were a growing organization, so they acquired another company. And again, they had to embed this in their IT landscape. So timing-wise, this was kind of perfect um, because their, their IT organization was ready. They just went live. And, and that first that first go live wasn't an easy one. They definitely had some struggles there. Um, but they felt that the second company, which had different types of processes, but at the end, they had a shared finance organization. Um, they felt that it was a suitable solution also for this second company. So the time was right. Their IT organization was still there. They, they were ready. They were familiar with S4HANA Cloud. And also the implementation partner was still around because they were still in the hypercare mode. So they started the conversations and they decided to continue. They decided right away to continue with a second implementation in their S4HANA Cloud environment. Um, the, the question, of course, came up, and, and this, is, this is, I think, the biggest struggle they had. Do we use the same essential tenant we have for this first company we just brought live, or are we going to set up a new one? Are we going to subscribe to a second landscape and keep the two companies separate? And this, this is where I think the, the most important uh, decision um, had to be made. So, and it, it's not a, a black and white, like, okay, well, it's cheaper to do this when we keep it on the same, or we, you know, separate it because then maybe it's easier to maintain. So that was definitely their biggest struggle. Um, and and that's, how, that's how they started this whole journey. Um, and, and for them, 
these companies were in the same country. They were both in the U.S. Um, so many other com companies um, have these types of scenarios where there's multiple countries. Then, of course, that brings other challenges with it. Okay, so that's interesting. It sounds like a more like an LE company, large enterprise company, and not like SMB business. So that's first for the the mist busting. Uh, yep. S four hundred cloud is only for small customer, and actually, mm -hmm. it sounds like an interesting customer with a good opportunity for the use of of S four hundred cloud. How did they make their decision? Right? Was it a phased approach? Was it a, yep. like at least an Excel plus minuses and you go? Well, I, I already said it's not really a black and white. It's not. Um, a decision where you say, okay, I have five pros, I have four cons, so let's do it because we have more pluses than minuses. They they really had to think about each single uh, topic and um, those topics would, would impact potentially their implementation, but they could also impact their, their live organization because they were live. They had a um, business running in a day-to-day -day live environment. So the things they, they had to really think about, and of course we as SAP helped them with that, was um, what are processes? So the company who was live, um, what are the processes we're covering and how are they similar or different um, in respect to this new company they were looking at implementing? Um, what else is similar and what else is different, like users? So. Uh, it was clear that the sales environment was totally split. So there's two different companies, two different sales departments. But for example, the finance, so the, or the back office, um, was shared. And um, the other topic, for example, is if you have two separate systems, let's assume they, they decide to not join it together, what would be um, the impact of your implementation? Do you have to redo a lot? especially as said, they have a similar back office. So the finance processes were, were almost identical. Um, and if you have to, at the end, report, for example, all those finances up together, then what is that for an impact later when you are live and you have to put all those reportings and, and consolidate them? But then on the other hand, if you're doing it in one system, what else do I need to be aware of? And things we, we discussed with them was... Um, it's it's a live environment. And as you know, s Cloud is a two-tier landscape. So that means that there's only a quality and a productive environment. When you think about testing, when you have your new users or your users who are going to work in this new implementation and you want to get them up to speed on the product and you want them to be trained and also the testing later, well, that might be a concern if you do that in the same environment you're also supporting your, your live organization with. This customer also had a lot of integration topics. Um, they had um, external web store, non-SAP, non so we do have to integrate with that. And this was also the fact for their first organization. Their first organization had other integrations, for example, to an external warehouse. So other, other topics to, to all you know, think about when you're making this decision. Um, another topic they really were concerned about was how users will access the system because the sales department from the live organization versus the one they were going to implement, it was absolutely not allowed that they would have access to the same products, the same customer master data, etc. So we really had to you know, explain also how the authorization concepts would work and, and how they, as a customer, would be able to maintain that. The biggest topic, I think, was uh, their biggest concern um, around how 
do we manage our implementation without impacting our live company? Because if something needs to be changed, if something needs to be added, then how are we going to get those changes from our queue system, our quality system into our productive environment without impacting the implementation? And, and that was definitely, um, I think, the biggest challenge they had. Because within, again, as for hana Cloud, we have a concept um, when it comes to transport where it is a all or nothing. So it's no pick and choose. You can't start your implementation and be somewhere halfway when a change has to be made for your productive environment, who then needs to go from quality to production. If that would be a situation they would run into, then they would have to move everything. And that means that you have to make sure that whatever you do in your quality environment is, is properly tested and, and confirmed, not impacting mm. your life organization. So that was really, really the, the biggest um, discussion I think we had. How are we going to manage that? Okay, so that was probably the most comprehensive answer ever in that podcast, <laughs> from, from testing to training, integration, user management, uh, Q2P. Um, fantastic, but honestly, it doesn't sound so easy indeed. So what did they end up doing? Well, at the end, looking at all the pros and cons, um, the customer did decide to go um, by adding the new company into their existing s hana Cloud system. And their, their most important reasons were, um, because you just heard me giving all the like, like restrictions, the consequences, the risks, actually. Um, but the most important reasons for them were the reusability. So they would have a very quick start with this new project. There was no need to um, redo new functionality, which they already did for this first organization. There was a lot of, lot of reuse possible. And then, of course, the cost because having one subscription for one as for Hannah Cloud tenant or having two. And the final important reason was also the integration. So what, as I said, the finance part, um, but also all the integrations to the outside world would all be central in one as for Hannah Cloud environment. And that was for them the reason to say, okay, let's add this into the existing landscape and, and deal with whatever you know, our, our restrictions and, and work around that. Okay, so reuse, 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 mm -hmm. cost control, and of yep. course, integration in the end. How did they mitigate some of the risks and cons identified in the project? Well, this is where I must say it was actually really good that this was an experience or more experience as for Hannah Cloud customer. Um, they went through, as I said, a not necessarily smooth first implementation with, with a lot of struggles where they learned a lot. So this organization also has a more uh, dedicated IT organization, which definitely helped. But we don't see that always with, with all our customers. But in this case, that was definitely beneficial. Um, then, of course, um, myself as the assigned product expert, um, we looked at all the critical areas and, and tried to put the right mitigations in place. And as I said, the most important goal was to not impact our live company they could not have any risks that this live company would be interrupted by anything they were doing in the implementation. One of the um, big approaches is that um, we have to do frequent transport because I already said it's, a, it's an all or nothing concept when it comes to the transport at this point in time in our solution. 
we, we have to make sure that if something happens in their life organization, we can act in a timely manner. So we set up um, together with the, with the customer um, a schedule of transports. And what, what, was, what was a big, big impact on the business was that every time a transport would go to production, the business team of this live company had to assure that nothing would break on their end in production. And what that literally means is that they had to do an end-to-end regression testing every time a transport was moved. Of course, following you know, the Activate Roadmap, our methodology, um, the customer asked me, okay, what, what is SAP's recommendation? And the recommendation is to do transports on an average every two weeks. And of course, that was the first like, oh no, we can't do that. Because our end-to-end regression testing takes approximately two weeks. So that's that's where we really had you know a big a big challenge to say okay how can we address this? The the other thing was also that this customer had a very clear uh, policy that at the end of the month, um, due to the period end closings, month end closings, and and also quarter end closings, no changes were allowed to go from Q to P. So they wanted to make sure nothing would break so that they would be able to do their proper month end closing. So what we ended up doing is. Um, by using the accelerators from the roadmap viewer, we, we used a configuration tracker. And we all agreed um, with the business who was already live and the implementation team that we would be really, really um, keeping track of every single change in the system. Anything they would change in configurations, in settings, anything would be captured in the configuration tracker. And at the same time, we also set up a schedule which identified when transports would be planning to go from Q to P. And with those two things together, we were able to kind of share with the business as to this is what we're planning to do. Again, this is the business of the live organization. And then show them that this is when we're going to move these. So this is when we expect you to give us your okay. Yes, you're okay to move this. And therefore you have to do your regression testing. And I can tell you, a lot of pushback because they saw a lot of time. Again, these people are, are coming out of the day-to-day business. So they, they have to take time out of their already busy day to do all this. And I must say, we're talking now about like June, June July 2019. And um, we, we convinced them that this was the only way the company would be successful. And they, they did gain a lot of trust out of this tracker because they saw it was maintained properly. And in that tracker, the team also, the the implementation team would also indicate as to where they would focus on for testing. So if if they change something in the sales process, they would know to focus on the sales process testing. So it was was a challenge, but um, they really got that under control. I mean, like in all the project, of course, you can you can do a lot, but not do everything, right? You have limited time, limited resources, uh, not infinite budget, of course. So any anything that they could have done in addition. So if you could change things and go back to you know the, this this project where you did the planning, what would you have done then differently? Well, if you think about the biggest the biggest impact, as I said, was the testing. So they had to come every time to test and do a regression testing. And one of the beautiful things I think of the RS for HANA cloud system is that we have an automated testing tool. It's standard included, uh, it's part of our cloud product, and it 
it does, of course, require some basic setup, but it, it comes out of the box with a, all the standard test uh, scenarios. And if this customer would have taken a little bit more time to set this up, they could have saved so much time in their testing. Although the testing, as I said, they, they got it under control. And, and at the end, um, I would say almost a year later, they were like, oh, we can do this in two to three days. So from two weeks to three days. But still, it was a lot of you know resources who had to spend time. And and the advantage of this, of this um, automated testing tool is that they could have done and redone their testing every time over and over again. And um, of course, this, this customer would have also had to do additional testing, so they could not have covered it all with this automated test tool because they have a lot of third-party integration set up, like their web store. Um, but really, they, they could have used this automated testing tool. Um, at, at the end, and, and we, we discussed this, they, they were hesitant because it was taking so much time. Um, they did also agree that for the business, it was also a good exercise to get um, or to, I should say, to remain engaged and, you know, practice. And that's why they were able to reduce their, their testing time from almost two weeks to, like, I would say three days on an average to do a full end-to-end. -end. And this is something which we're now also seeing back in their upgrade cycles. So, as you know, every quarter we upgrade. So, again, the regression testing comes back there. Again, if they would have set up their automated testing tool, they could also leverage it there. So, so that is really something I, I think this customer will consider if they would ever go for a third. Okay, so that's I think a clear call to actions to customers and partners listening to, mm -hmm. the, to the podcast. Right, use yep. the automatic test tool because it will definitely speed up the project. Absolutely. And it's a great tool. Uh, add a, a lot of value, of course, and help probably the customer and the partner focus on something else than testing because yes. testing can be automated at some point. So overall, how did the project go? Besides that good feedback on, mm. on automated test tool, what are the lessons learned from, from this customer that you want to share as kind of conclusion? Well, this customer went live very successful early April this year. And, and we're 2020, as you said, uh, May 2020, we know the world is in a global pandemic, which meant that we got to know that this would be a different other type of go live. We, um, the customer did not hesitate one moment. So I must say one of the big lessons learned here is that, you know, that being, being agile, being flexible to able to support um, changes, like go for it. So very successful early go live on the, on the date planned. So this was also a project which went on time um, and based on the original schedule, even though we had some challenges, um, yes, they went live in a very like demanding time. Um, everybody remote, the team was remote, the customer was remote. Um, and I must say it was definitely interesting to see. And, and it's, it's a topic which we've been talking about lately a lot. And it might be actually an interesting topic for another podcast because I don't know uh, if this is going to be the new normal. And, and nobody knows at this point in time, but I think we've learned that being agile, being flexible, uh, you can do more than, than you think you can. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's also um, when, when I'm looking at, and, and this is maybe the last thing I would like to share, is when they go back to thinking of 
do we want to use a separate system or not? Um, the other the other downside they had was the testing in a quality system, and and this is the other thing they didn't really think about a lot. But we do also have a standalone test tenant, and that's something I think now they're looking back at and say, hmm, maybe we should have considered that. But again, these are these are lessons they uh, they will hopefully use in their upcoming. Um, journey with S4HANA Cloud because they are definitely uh, a very happy and successful customer at the moment. Very good. It looks mm -hmm. like with S4HANA Cloud, a large project can be managed and can go live completely remotely. And that's great mm -hmm. to know that what we offer today is this fantastic package, right? To our customer with yeah. a, a product that has already you know five years of, of history and development of R&D. The method with ACP activates and and people like you really are in the community around it to really make mm -hmm. it happen. So thanks a ton for sharing your insights. Absolutely, uh, always a pleasure to to hear and learn from people that are really day in day out and even on the weekend, as you said, um, yeah. on the ground. Um, thanks a ton, Esther. Yeah, you're and very welcome. Annika. I'm up for the challenge. We'll do a second one to go and uh, a little bit deeper in what you said. Would love to do that. As always, if you all enjoyed today's discussion, the discussion I just had with Esther and would like to learn more, stay tuned for the next one. As always, feel free to drop us an email via insidess 4 at acp.com. I repeat, insidess 4 at acp.com and let us know which topics are of your interests. In a nutshell, stay safe, tune in next time and be inside ACP S4HANA. Bye-bye.